Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges, and this is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible, we're studying the Word of God, we're looking at the message that God has given us so that we can follow Christ and be His people. We're working our way through the Gospel of John. We are in chapter 1. We finished the prologue, that section of John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, and now we actually begin the narrative of John's gospel. Today we're looking at John chapter 1, verses 19 through 21, and this is episode 71. Let's read the passage. This was John's testimony when the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him, Who are you? He didn't deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. What then, they asked him. Are you Elijah? I am not, he said. Are you the prophet? No, he answered. Well, this begins the, the narrative part of John's gospel. The, the introduction part, the prologue, has been more theological in nature, set in the big picture of who Christ is. Now we, we begin the, the, the storyline. And he's already laid out the idea of who John the Baptist is. In, in the prologue, he was contrasting specifically John the Baptist from Jesus the Christ, very much making the point that John the Baptist was not the Christ, and John the Baptist was a witness. So now we begin the witness part. Now it's a little different from the other Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels, who give more of a narrative of John the Baptist about what John was doing. He was down at the river baptizing people. And so we see more of a storyline where John's gospel, he dives more into the idea of John the Baptist as a witness. So he didn't really talk much about what John is doing. He launches into John's testimony about himself and about Jesus. So he says in verse 19, this was John's testimony. What was John said? Well, he's now, this is the account of John's testimony. So it's not what has come prior is what is about to begin. He is now giving the narrative of John's testimony. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites. So the Jews from Jerusalem, John the Apostle, the writer of the gospel, when he uses the term Jews, he uses it in a variety of ways. In one place, he uses it in a positive light as he, uh, Jesus talking to the woman at the well talks about salvation is from the Jews. Quite often, it's used in a, a fairly neutral way. But very often, John uses this idea of the Jews, particularly the Jews from Jerusalem, in a negative sense. And he uses this in its very specific meaning. When he says the Jews from Jerusalem, he's not talking about the citizens of Jerusalem who are Jewish. He's talking about the Jewish leadership. He's talking about the Jewish system. He's talking about the Jewish religion as, as a system, particularly represented by the leaders. So he uses this in a very negative sense because they were the ones who were very opposed to Jesus. They were the ones who uh, orchestrated the execution of Jesus. And remember, John writes this several years later, and the divide between Christians and Jews has only widened. So all that plays into it. Well, he's treating the Jewish leaders negatively. So when he talks about the Jews, 
he uh, he uses them in a negative sense. He, you know, one instance in, in chapter nine, uh, where we'll, uh, Jesus heals the blind man, and it says that the blind man's parents were afraid of the Jews. They were Jews. So there he's using the, the idea of Jews as the Jewish leadership, those who are in charge. They are the Jews. And so they're uh, seen in a very negative sense. And when John writes this, remember John's writing this probably in the 90s. Now the temple was destroyed in 70. Prior to the destruction of the temple, a influential rabbi went to the town of Jamnia, which was on the northern end of Judah, close to the, the sea coast, and started a rabbinic school, a school for rabbis. Well, when the temple was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD, the Sanhedrin, the Jewish governing body, the religious leaders, moved from Jerusalem to Jamnia, to this rabbinic school. And during that period after they had moved, that's where they started codifying a lot of the uh, rules for conduct of synagogues. And one of the things they had been using was something called the, the 18 Blessings, and it's a, a series of blessings that are being recited in public worship three times a day. And they added the 19th, actually it was number 12, but called the, the Birkat Hadminim, which is a, a blessing on heretics. Now, a blessing on heretic is, you sound like, well, oh God, please bless the heretics. Well, no, it's actually saying, God, please destroy the heretics. And there's some debate, but uh, generally it's accepted that that was included the idea of the Jews who had become followers of Christ. And we see that, you know, the, the seed of that already in John chapter 9, when the parents of the blind man who was healed, uh, the threat was to exclude them from the synagogue. Well, things only got worse as time went on. So that's probably very much the, the case when John writes this gospel. And that, you know, is part of why he has a, a negative view of the religious leaders of the Jewish people. So the Jews from Jerusalem, that is, the Jewish leaders, religious leaders, sent priests and Levites. So these are religious people, uh, trained religious people, and they were sent to interrogate John the Baptist. They go, you know, they hear things going on. There's this thing happening, this guy down there. And remember who this guy is, John the Baptist. Remember his dad was Zechariah, a priest. The uh, angel Gabriel appeared to Zechariah in the temple back before John the Baptist was born to proclaim the coming of John the Baptist. So here is the son of a priest who himself could become a priest out doing this strange religious stuff down at the river. So they send a team to go investigate. What are you doing and why are you doing that? So they come to ask, who are you? Verse 20. Well, it's awkwardly worded, but some different translations, I think, help explain it. It says, he didn't deny it, but confessed. And, and I read that and say, well, he didn't deny what? Well, the way it's worded is he didn't deny to confess. He didn't avoid. So some other translations, like uh, the New Living Translation, just says, he came right out and said, I'm not the Messiah. The NIV says he did not fail to confess. 
but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. So the idea is, when it says he didn't deny it, it means he did not avoid his confession. He was upfront in making his confession. And his confession is, because they're asking, who are you? They didn't ask, are you the Messiah? Well, he knows that's what they want to know. And it's very clear, no, I am not. I am not the Messiah. Now, we talked before, uh, in Greek, you don't have to have the the I to be there. It's included in the the verb am. So he could just say, you know, am not the Messiah, and the, the I is understood. But when, when you add it, it's often for emphasis, and, and it is here. And every time John makes the point that he is not the Messiah, he is emphatic in using that I. I am not the Messiah. The Messiah is not me. If you look at Messiah, it is not me. I am not the Messiah. And this particular translation, the Christian Standard Bible uses the term Messiah here. Most Bibles use Christ because that's the Greek. The Greek says Christ. And that's where we have to remember the Greek word Christ means the anointed one. And that's the same as the Hebrew word Messiah. So Messiah, Christ, it's the same thing. It's just how you want to particularly translate it. Well, they've asked, who are you? John says, well, well, I'm not the Christ. They still want to know more. So what then, they ask him, are you Elijah? Why would they think Elijah? Well, remember Elijah. He was a great prophet of the Old Testament. And Elijah didn't die. He was carried to heaven. So in the Jewish tradition, there was thought, well, Elijah never died. Maybe he's coming back. And in fact, the prophet Malachi, Malachi 4, 5 said, look, I'm going to send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord. So one of the prophecies of the Old Testament is God is sending Elijah. And and you look at the, the person of Elijah, you look at the person of John the Baptist, they're both odd people. They're both strange characters. So John the Baptist, you know, is like wearing an Elijah costume. Then on that, on top of that, when the angel Gabriel appeared to Zechariah, John the Baptist's father, he said that his son John would go in the spirit and power of Elijah. When Jesus was asked about John the Baptist in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew eleven fourteen, Jesus said, he is Elijah who is to come. So what do we make with all this? Because when they ask him, are you Elijah? He says, I am not. The Jewish expectation was there, there is going to come this Messiah, this Christ, this person to be sent by God. Now, whether it was one person or two, there was some disagreement. One would maybe be um, the uh, leader of the nation in the form of David, this Davidic Messiah. Another would come perhaps as a prophet-type person. Remember when uh, in Matthew 16, Jesus asked his disciples, what are the people saying about me? And they said, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And that's where Jesus then says, well, what do you say? 
And Peter says, well, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. So that right there um, kind of gives the, the expectations of the day that they're, they're looking for this Elijah person. They're looking for a prophet, uh, Jeremiah. They're looking for David to come back. They're, they're not sure what's coming back, but they're uh, anxiously awaiting someone. These religious types, they're inquiring about what's going on. They ask John the Baptist, who are you? He says, well, I'm not the Messiah. They say, well, are you Elijah? And he says, no, I'm not. Are you the prophet? No, he answers. So we have John the Baptist here, and the focus that the Apostle John brings is John's testimony. Because as he laid out in the prologue, John the Baptist came to point to Christ. And rather than getting into the, the narrative of what John the Baptist was up to and doing, John jumps straight into his testimony that he himself is not the Messiah, but he is proclaiming the coming of the Messiah. So a lot of stuff here. The, the bottom line here is this is all part of the testimony about Christ. John the Apostle, who's written the gospel, his, his gospel is his testimony of what he witnessed, what he knew, and within his testimony includes the testimony of John the Baptist, who was appointed by God to be a forerunner, to point to the coming of the Messiah. So the good news is the Messiah has come and has revealed himself and made available salvation through faith in him. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue looking at the Gospel of John.